Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I hope you are having an amazing week. So I know I say this every single week, but you are all in for a treat because you get to hear a little bit of masterminding wisdom for my past mastermind leader, Kat Schmoyer. She is a creative business owner who has created Creative at Heart. She's an integrator for creatives. and She also owns her own wedding planning business as well. And I'm probably leaving out a lot of other things. So I am pumped to have her on the show today because she's going to chat about all things masterminds and why you should consider joining one if you are just like stepping your feet into considering joining a mastermind and you have a creative business, you want more guidance from someone who is ahead of you, Or let's say on the opposite spectrum, you are considering creating one. So you're probably thinking, okay, what sort of systems and workflows should I put into place for my business in order for this to be successful for another business owner? Because keep in mind, like masterminds, it not only involves an investment, but it's an investment of time as well. So I'm sure if you're listening, you probably just want to consider all these different facets. Before we begin, Kat, do you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Well, I'm so excited to be here, Dolly. So thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me on the show. Um, Y'all, my name is Kat, as Dolly already said, and she's correct. I'm pretty multi-passionate. So (laughs) I've got a lot of different things going on when it comes to the brands that I own, Um, but I love all of the things. So I'm just one of those people that's like, you know what? If you love it, you should should do it. Just go for it. (laughs) Um, My husband and I host Creative at Heart. So we have an online membership community and an annual conference. I also run my namesake brand, the Catch Moyer brand, where I serve as an integrator for creative online business owners. And I also do one-on-one coaching and I have an online shop um, with a handful of templates and, you know, things in there all geared towards planning and organization and just helping other people get things done. And then I do have a wedding planning company still. Um, So we only do a handful of weddings a year. um, And that was the very first business that I started. I still have that one. Um, My husband and I do work from home and we have two little ones and a third on the way. So very busy on like the family life side of things too. But honestly, that's one of the things I love about entrepreneurship is that I get to raise my babies and like work with my husband and also like do what I love and work with um, women that I love working with every day too. Well, Kat, I am so honored and excited. I know I was telling you before the we hit record, but I'm really thankful that you had the time to take uh, to be on the show. So thank you so much again. No, I'm so glad to be here. You're amazing. I love talking to you. So this is going to be fun. Thank you so much. So side note, everyone, for those of you who don't know, Kat is like who I want 
to grow up to be. I mean, I'm sure (laughs) I want to be Kat. And so I'm always like, I know I'm always texting her or boxering her or what, like DMing her. I'm like asking her questions. So it's just like, this is a treat for me just to have her and I can chat with her and I'm not like DMing her after DMing her. So (laughs) thank you, Kat. So as you all know, the the heart of this podcast and the show is all around systems and workflows. So when I was reaching out to you, Kat, I wanted to do something new. I wanted to see if you would be willing to chat about systems and workflows of masterminds, because I know you've been a mastermind leader for several years now, or you've led many different groups through the years. And I know you've been a part of masterminds yourself. So you've been on both sides of the coin. So before we like take a deep dive into that, like, do you mind sharing with everyone, just in case they're new to the concept and term of mastermind, like what exactly is a mastermind? Yes. Good question. So my definition of a mastermind is a peer-to-peer review while also getting feedback from a coach. So I feel like that's where um, you need to understand the difference between a group coaching program and a mastermind. And both group coaching programs and masterminds can be incredibly beneficial to your business. But let's talk about the difference because I feel like that helps to define what like each one is by understanding the differences. So group coaching is the coach is working you through specific content. It's like a course on steroids, right? You're, you're potentially like either getting live calls or getting modules or getting, you know, zoom access, boxer access, things like that with the coach, knowing that you're going to learn a, B, C, and D like in the program. And you're going to walk away with set tools. Whereas a mastermind It's not necessarily always the coach teaching in terms of you're going to learn A, B, C, and D. It might be, okay, Dolly needs to learn about A, but Sally needs to learn about C and Josie needs to learn about F. Like it's very specific to what does each student need in the program. And it allows the coach to kind of morph a little bit into what each person needs in the program while also allowing all of the members to learn from each other and really be able to hopefully build community and camaraderie when they are learning from each other. That's so good. I mean, I'm going to be sharing this a little bit with everyone, but while Kat was speaking, I was taking notes, but I was also thinking I was, I was a part of Kat's mastermind in early 2021. And it's very, very true. She like, what is the word I'm looking for? She was very specific about the different topics for each member of the mastermind like it was it was very interesting how she led the topics and was able to meet everybody's needs in the mastermind specifically so that is like coming from experience like yes that is 100% true I had a great experience with you so what actually like led you to want to lead a mastermind I know that you have so many things that you offer but was it just like people asking you or just like you're like I have this gift and I want to teach this to others. So I first started my business in 2013 and that was my wedding planning company was the first business that I started then. And so over the course of like the first few years of owning my business, I just started getting requests for coaching. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, I didn't say like, I'm going to become a coach or I'm going to launch coaching. I just started getting emails and this was like Instagram. I don't even know if Instagram had DMs when I started my business. This is like, okay, like 2013. All right. When all we cared about was like posting pretty pictures, like we didn't do all the other stuff. (laughs) 
Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't get DMs about it. But once DMs became a thing, like I was getting messages there. And so I can't tell you, I, I honestly don't remember exactly when I quote unquote launched coaching. I just started saying like, sure, like let's jump on a, you know, Google Hangout at the time. Like that's what it was. Like again, pre-Zoom, like all this stuff. I was like, sure, let's do it. Um, and I realized how much I loved those one-on-one conversations. And I just, I got so much life out of like sitting down with another business owner and being able to work through whatever it was. Like some of them were wedding planners. So they were looking at me for that part of things. And then as my business began to shift, it became like quarterly planning or starting passive revenue integration, like other things factored in. So in 2020, I decided, well, you know what, let me see if I could offer some sort of group program. Like maybe because I can do this one-on-one, it would be fun to say, Hey, let me get like a whole group of creatives together. And like, do I like that? So I actually launched my first one as a three month program Mm -hmm. because I wanted to make sure that I liked it before I uh, like jumped to like, I'm going to do a six month program and then like be committed to people for six months. And you know, what if I don't like it? So I did a three month program first, I actually did two rounds of the three month program and then said like, okay, yes, like I love this. It's not only like joy filling for me, but I felt like, and I know we'll get into like the systems, but I felt like I had created a way to make it sustainable um, Mm -hmm. so that I could potentially, you know, even, you know, do a longer time period or bring in even more women into the program. And so then I started doing the six month program after that. Love it. Let's merge into the sustainable part. I guess like the heart, the systems and workflows that you had to put in place to ensure that this was going to be sustainable and that you weren't just the term, you weren't building the plane at, as it was taking off or flying, whatever yeah. the term is, <laughs> because I know like there are a lot of, unfortunately, there are a lot of business owners who just do that and it may work for them. But for my personality, that stresses me out so much because I feel like 90% of the pieces at least need to be put in place before I start teaching others or investing in others. So I just want to know, like, how did you create it to be sustainable for yourself? Yeah. So first of all, I actually love that we're talking about systems and workflow for a mastermind. And I told Dolly this when she like emailed or I don't remember how, if it was like voice DM or email something, I feel like I told you this. It's everything with me. All the things. I'm I'm just like, Kat, how can I talk to you? Somehow I told you. Um, But I do because I think, so first of all, and I know Dolly has like preached this to you guys that are, you know, repeat listeners, but systems and workflow are such an integral part of client experience. Mm -hmm. Like it is, if you don't have a solid systems and workflow, things fall through the cracks, things get lost in translation. So whether it's, you know, wedding photography, family photography, brand design, mastermind, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If it's service-based, those systems and workflows are so integral to like how you are communicating and like operating with your clients. And so first of all, I just want to give Dolly like a pat on the back for wanting to like talk about it when it comes to masterminds or coaching, because I don't feel like it's talked about enough. And I have personally been in experiences where I felt like I got lost in the shuffle or certain things got lost in the shuffle because it was a little bit more disorganized than I would have preferred as a client. And so I really pride myself in trying to make a process feel organized for members that are joining my mastermind or, you know, one-on-one coaching and things like that. 
There's also a caveat for all of you guys listening that I am a pretty organized person. Like just my nature is like, I mean, my job as an integrator is like helping make things feel organized. I'm very type A. My background is in wedding planning. So like I understand project management. And so I know that some of y'all listening, that's not your forte. Like you're like, okay, systems feel, feel hard or like the word workflow. And you're like, oh my gosh, workflow. What? Like it just, (laughs) it feels hard. So I want to talk about this in a way that that hopefully doesn't feel difficult for those of you that are either thinking about hosting your own mastermind or like your own coaching experience. But also I think it's helpful to just know that my, one of my strengths is organization and is workflows. So I, and not only do I like doing it, but I do think that like, I'm, I'm pretty good at like creating those things for people. Oh, um, you are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So after those like little caveat, like little disclaimers for you guys. Okay. So back to Dolly's question of like kind of creating something that was sustainable. So first of all, whenever I think about a workflow, the way to make it not feel hard to me is just what's the to-do list. Like what needs to happen in order to make that ship sail, right? Or in order to fly that plane. I literally just brain dump, like what it, what are the steps in the process? So if you're you know, doing a mastermind program, um, maybe one of those steps is creating the application because you're going to have an application. Maybe one of the steps is um, writing three sales emails because you're going to be sending it out to your list. Again, like just think through like literally what needs to happen in order to make the ship sail. And then I take that and I put it into Trello, which is my favorite project management system. I'm like obsessed with Trello and it is free. So if you don't have it, you should get it because it's free. So it can't hurt to try. But Trello allows me to streamline everything. So I have a board that's called KS Coaching and Mastermind. So I put anytime I have a coaching client sign on, I have like a workflow in there for what needs to happen from responding to that initial email, to sending the invoice and contract, to sending questionnaires, to creating the Google Drive folder that houses all of the information for that client. Like literally everything that needs to happen goes in there. Same thing for my mastermind. So I just have a list in there where I'm able to keep up with, okay, here's what we're doing. This has been really helpful because it helps me remember what I've done. Like I am busy and I'm also a mom. So like, I just forget, like I'm, and I'm pregnant. So it's like pregnancy brain is real. I like, like, wait, did I do this? So even y'all, if you don't have a team and you're not sending this out to anyone on your team, just doing it for yourself is helpful to remember what you've done and when you've done it. In Trello, I can set due dates for myself. So then I get a reminder when I need to, you know, do the next step in the process based on that due date. So really streamlining every like taking that brain dump and putting it in some sort of system. So for me, it's Trello. For you, maybe it just starts with literally a Google Doc Mm. of like a checklist of every single thing that you want to do. I don't so much stress what system it needs to be as long as there is a system that you enjoy using and like works well for your brain. But for me, Trello has been key in staying organized with it all. I was going to ask you, like, even though you did a brain dump at the very, very beginning, and as you were leading your first or second round of mastermind peers, creative business owners, like, did you feel like there were some missing puzzle pieces? And how did you accommodate for that? Because I know, Kat, like when you, you keep your word, like you are a woman of your word, and you like make sure that people feel equipped throughout the way. So did you ever feel like, oh, like I missed out on this, like, how did you make it up later on? That's kind of a weird that's, question. No, no, no. That's such a good question. The, to, the short answer is yes. 
And I think that that happens and maybe it's just me, but I feel like that happens in any service that we offer. Yeah. Like you, you really do like quote unquote live and learn, right? Yeah. Like as you're working through the process with the client, you start to see like, oh, this would have been better here instead of here, or this is how I need to respond. So in short answer, yes, absolutely. I think that's where it's being able to be honest with yourself and receive constructive feedback from members at the end of the process of what worked and what didn't work. And another example is like right now in my six month group, this time, this is my third time running my six month program. And the first time like this in this cohort, this third group, I said, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to do a survey halfway through rather than waiting until the very end. I want to do one in month three so that I can get constructive feedback now and make pivots as each person needs it for the like second half. And that alone has been really helpful to, because everybody is different. Every group is different. And it's allowed me to, even in this current group, be able to, you know, change things around as I need to and think about what it's going to look like for cohort four. That is so smart. And again, very considerate and forward thinking. And has that been a good experience for you so far? Like, have you It has, yeah, anything? absolutely. And granted, I think it's different when you're reading a survey from a small group because you know everybody more intimately and they, yeah. know, you know, like I don't, no one's been me, you know, it's not like this, you're sending this out to like 300 people and it's anonymous and you, you know, never know what you're going to get. Like this is a group of eight women. I'm like really involved in their business and that sort of thing. But there has been constructive feedback of like, Hey, this would be more helpful for me. Like, could we try this instead? And I'm like, okay, that's a great idea. Or just pocketing things for the next round. If I'm not able to go ahead and make that change for this round. That's really good. So like, like just going in really open and humble. It sounds like just mm-hmm. really humble and open-minded, which is, I'm not trying to like, like make you blush or anything, but just like, that's a mark of a good <laughs> leader right there. That's really good leadership skills right there. You're willing to take constructive feedback and move forward. Creating strategic content that serves your audience and grows your business is time consuming. I totally get it. So let me introduce you to my secret weapon, my free content creation guide and checklist. In this guide to content batching, I'm sharing how I create 30 days of content in just three days. And I'm also sharing my Trello board template that helps you organize and streamline your content creation and a checklist of steps you need to take to set yourself up for successful content batching. So grab this free guide in the show notes of today's episode. That kind of like leads me to like kind of, this is kind of like a statement slash question. I'm curious about if you've ever had a bad experience from past masterminds, like I'm sure like you've heard horror stories or even if you didn't, when you started like constructing your own mastermind, like what are things that you knew, okay, this is not what I want other people to experience. You're taking people's not only investment of their money financially, but their time as well. So what are some things that shaped your experience as you were creating these workflows and systems, like a sustainable mastermind? Really good question. I feel like there were some examples that I had from being a participant in masterminds, but then also from hearing from friends about Mm -hmm. masterminds that they had been in and just hearing experiences and, and just thinking like, huh, 
I would probably have done it this way if I were like leading it, you know, and just being able to, you know, think things through because I do really value organization. Um, Mm -hmm. That was something that I knew, like going into it, I wanted to like pretty much over communicate. Like I wanted, for example, um, like in the beginning, I set the dates for every single call for six months. You know, it was like, here we go. Like, this is what it is. Everyone mark your calendars versus it feeling like, oh wait, what are we doing this month? Or, oh, what's happening here? Like I really wanted to try to say like, here's what it is for same thing for we do my six month program. We do an in-person retreat. And so I don't, I don't dictate that date. I typically select three dates and send it out to the group for a poll of like, what can everybody do? So again, just trying to be really accommodating to a group, I think is helpful. Um, And that's hard, I will say, because I get it like in certain mastermind or like coaching situations. I mean, the coach is the leader, right? So there are certain things that as a coach, if you're listening, you might want to, you might say like, this is how I run things. Like, this is how Mm -hmm. you coach. So I think there's a balance in coaching the way that you coach and, you know, being confident in that and in creating those systems and creating that method. And, but then also being accommodating to the group as a whole. And that's a really fine line. That could be like a whole episode on like, how do we even like walk that line? That's a really fine line to walk. But I think it's a line that every coach is supposed to walk. Like I, I don't think that it's a super black and white, like we should only be one way or the other. I do think that we want to accommodate, especially in high level masterminds when group members are paying a lot of money, like it is a very large investment and they're typically smaller. So it should be hopefully easier to accommodate when it's like less people in the group versus this massive course that you know, you're trying to accommodate all of your course members or something like that. So in a nutshell, organization and accommodation were two things that I really wanted to try to infuse in mind based on past experiences that mm-hmm. hadn't been those things. Gotcha. And you did that really well. I mean, I, well, thank I, again, you, Dolly. <laughs> I really genuinely mean all of this. Like, again, let me reiterate to everyone. Like I w- had joined Kat's Mastermind in early 2021. This is way before like I had even opened up this podcast and I was heavily influenced by Kat. She probably realizes, doesn't realize this. I don't know, but like really I, I've been just watching her integrator role and like I was like I didn't even know I could do that like and that that has been encouraging me to really grow into my systems and workflow side of my business so she's really Kat you're really good at that on well, so thank many you. levels you're really good at <laughs> so that kind of like makes me think of like how as a leader who let's say you are going to answer this for a creative business owner who, okay, wants to create a sustainable business. We've established that with masterminds and Mm -hmm. like what things to consider, not to consider when establishing a mastermind. Okay. Like how do you actually, as a leader, pull out people's strengths within a group? Cause you're bringing in a diverse group of creative business owners and they're from different backgrounds. So how do you pull that out? Like, is it like an inner gift or is that like something that you've learned over time? Just like, I'm curious because I, I feel like I learned so much about myself from talking with you. And I was like, where has she been since like, <laughs> like, where was she when I was starting my business? It would have been nice to have you. So I wouldn't have wasted so much time. And money. No, but, um, I just like, I'm just curious, like, is this something that is innate in many leaders or is it just something that you learn over time? Okay. That's, I don't even, I mean, to like try to think through how to answer this question, Dolly. It's so good. I feel like there's a couple things. 
I think some of what you're saying probably factors into as a, so as a consumer, so this Mm -hmm. is for like all the students out there listening. If you're looking at working with a coach or working, you know, in a mastermind setting, really understanding the coach's strengths. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, with my specific mastermind, I do want to also have an emphasis on the peer led because I love that in our hot seat calls, for example, like it's not just me giving feedback back to that person. Like it's the whole group gets to chime in and like offer feedback. And I, I do an application process to really vet the students before they're entering into the mastermind so that I feel more confident in the seasons of business and like the similarities of business and personality and things like that. So in mine, there is that like peer to peer feedback. However, it's still, it is still run by me. So I like to think that whoever's applying has like done the research, like they've researched me, right? Like they've like looked me up on Instagram. They've like looked at my website. They understand a little bit more about how I work. And so with what you're talking about, Dolly, I do think some of that is the, does the coach have what you want in terms of providing confidence and clarity and like helping to do that? I love strengths finders and my top three are futuristic, strategic, and relator. And so that basically means that I can see a vision and then I want to figure out how to get there. And then I'm relate. I love to like work alongside you as you get there, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, like with those three. So I think that that factors into why I love coaching so much. Cause I literally just get to do that all the time, like with my clients and with integration. It's so fun. So that's that part of it. I think you should research your coach to really know like, okay, is she going to be, or he going to be a good fit for me in this season and do what you want them to do. But on the flip side, I think as coaches, we can set up some systems to make sure that we are making all members feel seen and heard and like really allowing them to feel clarity in what it is that they're working on. Again, one of those things is an application process so that you really can know, are you a good fit? Who is this person? Um, And having some specific questions in there to, to get to the heart of the matter. I also think that at least in mine, I just mentioned strengths finders. Um, we actually, it, for the last couple, I bring on a strengths finders coach. Um, so I like hire a coach to come in and do strengths finders training with all of the women in the program. And that is like super powerful. And that's not me. That's just me facilitating, bringing Laura on. Laura is phenomenal. And, but as a coach that helps me learn even more about the women in the program of like, Oh, this is her strength. Like that's why when we have conversations, conversations, like she thinks about it in this way or whatever. Um, so then as a coach, I'm more equipped to coach you because I really know your strengths and hopefully it's enlightening for you as a student to know, like, oh my goodness, like these are my top five. Like, this is like what this means. And like, you know, kind of geek out over personality tests for a little bit and like dig into that. Um, so I think that is really powerful in our setting that I've, I try to infuse strengths finders as much as I can too. I really like that. And just like for reference, like what Kat was speaking on, like while you're doing your research, going back to that term, do your research because you need to find somebody. This is my opinion. You need to find somebody that would be not only mesh well with you, but would help you grow and help you within whatever business you offer, whatever services, whatever businesses you offer. I researched Kat heavily. (laughs) For, for, <laughs> so I felt like for years, but I, I ran across Kat when, cause I like my background is in photography. I mean, family and branding photographer. And I went, when Show It United was still a conference, I had gone in, I have in my notes 2018, but now that I'm thinking about it, it was actually 2019. Cause I remember Blaze had, was about to turn one. And it was my first conference away from him. Like 
and it was traumatizing for me, but also <laughs> like really fun and traumatizing at yeah. the same time because I yeah. felt like all all mm. the mom guilt. But it was really eye opening for me to meet other creative business owners who were not just photographers. And that's Mm -hmm. when I came across you and you did a breakout session on all things like quarterly planning, which I'm like, we're not talking about that today, but hopefully in the future, we'll talk about that. But (laughs) um, that just introduced me to your brand. And I was like, I need more cat in my life. I need this lady to guide me even more. And so that is how I, I came across your brand. And I did a lot of research and I finally pulled the trigger in spring of 2021 to join your mastermind. And that was like a game changer. That was a complete game changer for me and my business. And something I also want to point out to listeners is that it's not that cat like sprinkled magic fairy dust over me and was like, okay, now you're now your business is going to be so successful you're going to make eight figures every 10 minutes and you're not <laughs> I like, wish I could do that oh my god like me too I, I can I do that for myself me. like what <laughs> but the thing is that made cat so good for me and the group was she's very realistic she's very realistic with setting up a vision and goals for you to meet. She like would always say to me in our meetings, I feel like she always said this. She probably said this a handful of times to me, but she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to burst your bubble, but traction (laughs) takes time because I would like set something up and then I'd be like, cat, like it's not working. And she would say like, Dolly, it's going to take like six, seven, eight, nine months to start slowly building traction, especially if you want to do this organically and you don't want to pour ad spend into it, or if Mm -hmm. you are still building awareness. And so give yourself lots of grace and lots of time. And these are ways you can optimize it. So I really liked how you came in as a coach with very realistic viewpoint versus I've heard coaches that are like, I will change and transform your business in three days. I'm like, that's not realistic. Um, So I just like really, I don't know where I was going with this point. I was just like saying, took me a while to research who I was going to work with. I found Mm -hmm. you, I researched you, but then you were also very realistic in all your steps with your coaching client. Well, I take that as a big compliment. So thank you. One of my clients, you know, Rebecca Rice, she calls me the dream crusher because she's a visionary and I'm an integrator. So she's constantly coming at me with ideas and I'm literally like nine out of 10. I'm like, no, 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 like not right now. Like not doing it. Um, but I am, I'm very realistic and I, I want, I would rather somebody leave coaching or leave a mastermind with me and feel that and feel like there's really realistic expectations for revenue or for goals than feel like they got unmet promises. Cause that's yeah. not fun. Like that's not fun for anyone. Something else I will say to Dolly that I feel like you brought up and this is just good for anybody listening. And it goes with like the doing your research thing. Don't be afraid to, when you're reaching out to that specific coach about the mastermind experience, ask for additional testimonials. Like mm-hmm. no, even if there's testimonials on a sales page, like it's okay to say, Hey, could I contact like some of your past members. And like, I've had people do that with me before and I've sent them, I've made sure that, you know, past member was okay with it. And then I've sent over an email address and just allowed for that sort of communication because let's face it, you guys, like anybody can put whatever they want on a sales page. Like they, people make their sales pages look good for a reason. Like they're selling you. So don't be afraid to like really get into the nitty gritty of a true review and like true feedback from somebody else, especially if it's someone who knows you and then is going to know your person 
personality in comparison to the coach's personality and hopefully offer even more feedback as to like whether or not that experience will be a good fit for you. Yeah, no, I love that so much. So that kind of leads me into my next question. So when are you opening up the doors to your next mastermind so that I can tell people about it and (laughs) share the nitty gritty, real raw stories behind that? Um, so the next cohort will kick off in July. And so Dolly and I are obviously recording this episode a little bit before, like when it goes live, I know you guys know that in podcast world, like that's how it works. So I'm not quite sure if applications will be filled or not by the time this goes live. So I would just love to like kind of put my email out there that way, if applications are still available and you're interested after hearing this conversation, like I'd love to talk with you one-on-one so you guys can send me a DM or shoot me an email. And if they're not still available, I'll have a waitlist page and we'll be doing another cohort after the next one. Awesome. And you all seriously like DM Kat and because she's really good about like responding back or emailing her because she is a woman of her word and she'll let you know. She'll let you know if it's open and she'll let you know if it's a good fit. She'll point you in the right direction. So please take her up on her word and then also ask her about how her baby is doing because by then, (laughs) hopefully, baby will be here and yes. So I'm so excited for her and her little growing family. So anyways, and Kat, I am going to, I'm just letting you know, I'm going to put all the links in the show notes for Perfect. like your website, your Instagram and your hopefully mastermind link to your wait list. But do you mind sharing how people can find you, connect with you, potentially work with you in different ways? Yes, absolutely. So I know Dolly will have all the links below, but Instagram, it's my name, Kat Schmoyer. Um, And I really do love DMs. Like they're like, they're my favorite part of Instagram nowadays. Like all the other stuff, I'm like, I could go without it. I just want to like <laughs> hang out in my DMs. Um, so definitely like send a message there or if it is about the mastermind or just something else in the conversation that Dolly and I talked about, shoot me an email. It's hello at katschmoyer.com. Yes. And thank you so much, Kat, for being here. I cannot wait for people to sign up and fill up your wait list for your mastermind. Now. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dolly, for having me. It's of always such a joy to talk to you. Of course. I will talk to you later. And I hope you all have a wonderful and very streamlined week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.